Welcome to the Slow Living Collective podcast. I'm Amy, wife, mother of two and homemaker. Come along with me as I share my love for simple living, growing in my allotment garden, diving into what it means to be an urban homesteader and embracing life as a mother and homemaker. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Slow Living Collective podcast. Today I want to dive into a subject that I have had trouble in the past finding my feet with and that is homemaking and I want to talk about the joy of homemaking. Now I want to preface this episode by saying you don't have to not work to be a homemaker. I think that's a really common misconception because do you know what? We're all homemakers to some extent, right? And you can absolutely embrace your role as homemaker, even if you undertake paid work in or outside the home. Homemaking is a state of mind. And I want to talk to you more about that in today's episode. Right, before we dive into today's episode, I have a favour to ask you. I know, I think think you know what I'm going to say. If you have a second, hit pause on this episode and would you mind going to leave me a rating or review? I only ask because podcasts absolutely live and die by their ratings and I would love to know what you guys think of this podcast. I put my absolute heart and soul into it and I often hear from you guys on Instagram that you love what I create and so yeah if you're able to leave me a rating or review it would mean the world to me. I read every single one of them and it will also help more people find this podcast and find the words that are contained here and that's my goal so if you're able to hit pause head over to wherever you are listening to this podcast on and leave me a rating or review thank you so much okay back to homemaking and the joy of homemaking what is it how can it be so fulfilling and a joyful way to live what is a homemaker and how you can make your home beautiful and find joy in everyday tasks it's really funny isn't it how over time your perception on things change so I mean as I was growing up like homemaking was something people did in the 50s right and we've had all of this progression ever since we as women are able to do so much more than we were able to then and have careers be able to do things around the home things for our family while also having you know absolutely amazingly successful careers and it's funny because for the longest time I was like that's amazing like we can do it all and I know that I have said this quote on this podcast before potentially a number of times about how society expects women to work like they don't have children and parent like they don't have a job and that continually sticks in my mind because I think that is exactly it because as time goes on as I've become a mother and then a mother to two and I have sort of rethought about the things that I do in my life and in my home I have felt more of a pull to homemaking and that never felt more than when I came off of maternity leave after having my second child and I've spoken here before quite candidly about how I found it a really weird transition because I knew after my second maternity leave I'd made the decision that I was not going to return to work in a traditional sense I mean I didn't work in a traditional sense prior to um, having children either I've been a freelancer for many years and um, my work is very flexible 
uh, but I knew that any work that I did do was going to be quite minimal and therefore my my main role was going to be as a caregiver to my children um, on in a full-time capacity. They wouldn't be going to childcare. We're going to home educate them, all things like that. And I was also, my role would be homemaker. And because of the way society has viewed homemaking as, you know, something that we want to get away from, um, you know, we have this this uh, image of like what it was like in the 50s and we couldn't possibly want to go back there. That's the sort of image that's portrayed like us women. We can have it all now. We can we can work in successful careers and we can have all of this um, stuff. And I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just saying that that's not the life I choose for myself because I really value a balance in my life. And uh, that this comes from a place of privilege. I appreciate that because, you know, um, there are many families that need that dual income. Um, but I'm also not going to downplay the... Uh, the hard work and the sacrifice it took to get here either. So I always feel like I'm compelled to apologise when I talk about things like being a single income family, me being a homemaker, me being a stay-at-home parent. I feel compelled to apologise because I know that it's a privilege that is not afforded to everyone. But also, at the same time, I feel like I know the sacrifice that goes into it and I know the hard work that goes into it and the hard work that went into before I made that decision. And so at the same time, you know, I, I, I continually apologise because I don't want to offend anyone that, you know, I know this comes from a place of privilege because, you know, we have an income in our home that um, is able to support our family, but that really really does the disservice to me and I feel like it almost hands off the the kudos to my husband like good job well done for getting uh, a good salary well done for um, being able to support a family of four on it and buy a house and pat on the back to you sir and while I absolutely appreciate everything my husband does you know words would never actually explain that it does detract from the point that I am trying to share and that, you know, the work I do is very valid and very important and it's almost like society will push that narrative back to men, back to the patriarchy, back to capitalism. It pushes this idea that I am only where I am doing what I am doing because I have a man behind me and let's be honest um the work I do is hard work and it's just as valid as paid work so into today's episode I want to talk about homemaking and like I said at the beginning of this episode this isn't about whether you are just gonna quit the nine to five and stay home with your children or your pets or you know take care of your home. This is about being able to be a homemaker and whatever else you want to be. So you can absolutely be a homemaker and claim that homemaker role and title if you work nine to five in your career and you're high flying in your career. Whatever your circumstance is, 
you can be a homemaker as well. And so let's talk about homemaking and why it's the key to a happy life. Now listen, I, like I said, had problems with taking on that homemaker role because it felt like society has degraded it so much that it felt like people were just going to assume I'm doing nothing and that couldn't be further from the truth not in my role as the stay-at-home parent or as the home educator to our children the prime home educator to our children we obviously both take part in that but as the person who doesn't work in a nine-to-five the childcare portion of my week is um is higher than my husband's and it's funny because I do think that that is still a very common misconception that stay-at-home parents, homemakers, people who are not working in a traditional nine-to-five, it's this idea that, I don't know, that we're slacking off. <laughs> it's bizarre because I have never been more busy than I am as a stay-at-home parent. I have never had less time to myself than I do as a stay-at-home parent. And um, obviously today we're talking about homemaking, which is not synonymous with being a stay-at-home parent. I mean, it is for me, but you didn't have to be a parent to be a homemaker. You didn't have to be a homemaker to be a parent, right? They are not necessarily uh, mutually exclusive. So I still feel that in our society there is very, very much this idea that um, if you're not doing a traditional nine-to-five, then what are you even doing? You're part-timer, you're slacker. And it's annoyed me for the longest time because I haven't had a traditional nine-to-five job since my (laughs) mid-twenties. So, and I'm 38 now. So for the longest time I have been on that side of the prejudice and and honestly like people have made some very flippant remarks before so prior to me having children um when I was just married I it was it was just as I got married that I actually went full-time with my own business and so they sort of came very much at the same time really and you know somebody made a comment to me once like um that my job wasn't a proper job and it's like well, it kind of feels proper when it's paying the bills. And it's it's those just sort of thoughtless, flippant remarks, I guess, that are just incredibly frustrating. And it just shows how conditioned we are, um, that we think that if someone is not undertaking paid employment in a nine-to-five setting, then their job can't be real. And let's be honest, I actually most of my working life has not been in a nine-to-five setting because prior to me actually running my own business as well I worked I actually worked part-time while I did my master's degree but um so I didn't work full-time then either because my master's degree was um really important to me and so I wanted to devote a little bit of extra time so I worked four days a week instead of five and then um prior to that I worked um as cabin crew so that really wasn't nine-to-five um so yeah my life has not been about the nine to five because ever since I was a child I have always thought like the nine to five isn't for me and it's funny because we used to talk about it when I was younger as well like you know I remember having a discussion with my mum and we were saying like I don't I really feel like the standard nine to five 
is something that would suit me and I think as time has gone on and the more I have grown and learned uh, I realise where those feelings come from and now in my late 30s I'm uncovering more about the way I feel about our society in general and why I have those feelings about why the 9 to 5 doesn't work for me and it reaches far beyond the fact that I don't want to you know be at work between nine and five it's a lot more complicated than that so I want to talk about homemaking and uh, why it's the key to a happy life and I do keep going off on little tangents about um, you know you don't have to be a home full time to be a homemaker because I really want to make that point uh, it's more about having this sense of contentment and happiness in your life and just creating a welcoming home, a relaxed home, embracing simple routines, prioritising time for you and your family, nurturing your relationships and just embracing the season of life you're in. And doing all of these things and using home as the place that you're tethered to can really unlock a fulfilling and contented life for both you and your loved ones as well. So, whether you're a seasoned homemaker or you're like me and you're just getting to grips with it, then let's go on and see how we can find some happiness through the art of homemaking. So first I want to talk about home because home is, to me, is everything. It is the place where I am tethered to. It is the place I always say, and it even says it in my Instagram bio and on my website, that I am rooted in home. The things that I take the biggest pride in are living in my small home and embracing all the quirks of that, being a home educator to my children, being a homemaker and just being and enjoying and embracing all the elements of home and it being just this place where we can just be. And so by creating a welcoming home, I mean welcoming for us, the people who live in it. I don't create my home for the viewers on Instagram. I don't create my home for the readers of my blog. And I don't create home for the guests that come round. Yes, I might have a little tidy up before they arrive. But home is for us. We are the people, the four people plus cat, who are here full time. This is our space and it has to work for us. It's not about having the perfect kitchen or the perfectly painted living room or the most aesthetically pleasing bedroom. It has to work for us and us for us we have to work with the quirks of our home as well. We live in a small home I'm very passionate about living in a small home and you know I am an are about staying here and leaving and it's just this constant battle in my mind because I really love it here and I love the home that we've created but at the same time mm, <laughs> there's a lot going on around our home um, in terms of uh, cladding situations and that so it's just that's been a constant struggle for me uh, so creating a welcoming home is a welcoming home for the people who live in it. And for that, um, I've established um, habits and routines and rhythms that really help the flow of our home and the flow of our daily tasks. So 
we always have a morning routine. Like I said, I home educate my children, um, and they're not they and they never have been. Um, apart from very briefly in any kind of childcare, my daughter briefly went to nursery for one afternoon a week, so it was not really um, anything. But so I'm home with the children, and when I say I'm home with the children, you know we're out and about a lot of the time. But home is our base. Home is where we're tethered to, and we always start with a morning routine. And I like it to be a slow morning routine. We generally will sleep in late compared to other families, but I don't like to say late. We sleep in to a routine that fits us and we don't have to do things. My husband works solely from home um, for his job, so we don't have things like he doesn't have a commute and we don't have um, jobs outside the home to get to. We don't have to be doing school runs, we don't have to get our children to childcare, so we actually have morning flexibility. Our children also like to sleep later than other children. Um, so I talk about that too much because ugh, people do not like to discuss children's sleeping. But my children generally sleep till around nine and then we all get up, um, I make a coffee and my husband goes to work. And that really works for us. We have a relaxing morning. I will generally listen to maybe put a podcast on and listen to a podcast while I'm making the kids breakfast. The children will be playing in the living room. We have all of their toys set up down there and yeah, we just pretty much just, you know, unstructured play. There's no plan. It's just we go down. I will, you know, have my coffee and sit and then generally playing by then. And then we sort of just bop around for a bit. We usually go out um, late morning or around midday. And so, yeah, that really works for us. So just having this really slow and simple morning routine. Um, we, I generally get the kitchen tidied if I'm able to. Sometimes the children are happy to play by themselves, sometimes not so much. Um, it's not this free-flowing, easy life every day. They are young. They are um, only two years apart in age, so... And, and, and they're little, so it's, yeah, it's very much, um, it ebbs and flows, let's put it that way. So I will, after doing those things, you know, make sure the kitchen's somewhat tidy. I might get on with some chores, like things like, you know, putting the washing in, particularly sort of um, while the weather is nice, you know, getting some washing on so I can get it out to dry. So by the time I get home from doing whatever I'm doing later in the day, my washing is dry and ready to be folded and put away. Uh, I don't iron, unless it's absolutely necessary. And, um, yeah, so that's, you know, pretty much sort of like the slow morning routine that we do. We tidy up our living space. I feel like when things are less cluttered, I feel better. And it's just, um, just slow and simple. Helps to keep uh, our home clean and organised, but also it it helps me feel more productive and reduces any stress by just being cluttered. The clutter just gives me stress. So simple routines can really be a, a really powerful tool in achieving 
you know, like a happy, fulfilling life at home as a homemaker, but also if you have a career as well. And having these sort of daily routines for cleaning, decluttering, organizing, it really helps to reduce stress, anxiety, increases your productivity. If you're working from home, that is a big one. You don't want to feel cluttered while you're working. And it just creates a space that makes it easier to relax in and easier to concentrate in, creates this sense of order. Um, because if, if things aren't organized and things aren't in a good order then that can just spill over into other areas of your life so it just promotes a better energy and I suppose one of the most important things about having these routines is that you know where you are and what you're doing which means you freeze up time in other places where you can actually nurture your relationships with loved ones so whether that be you know, um, a date night with your partner or whether it be more time getting down on the floor and playing with the children. It's just by taking care of these small little details, you won't be just so scattered. And I find that I'm then able to devote more time and energy to either quality time or actually doing something like this, like recording my podcast. Now, listen, I spend a good portion of time doing stuff for myself as well whether it be recording this podcast writing up the show notes creating content creating freebies those sorts of things I love it it's my hobby and it's really important to me that I have that time away from homemaking home educating just running the day-to-day of our home it's a it's a heavy burden a burden that I am more than happy with um but I have to have this period of separation from it too and I think that's really really important so I mentioned as well about prioritizing time for family and I this is something that I I feel is always a work in progress for me uh, as is just being a homemaker in general right because By taking care of the smaller details of being a homemaker and the life that I lead at home, the tasks that I complete, then it, it hopefully enables me to have more time and energy to spend fostering the relationships that are important to me as well. Now, I should add that I didn't take on the sole responsibility of anything in my home. So while I definitely refer to myself as a homemaker and I do you know, on on a daily basis, I'm doing certain things around the home, right? But in the relationship with my husband, it's, it's very, very split. And there is no like, this is your job, this is my job. We just get on and we do whatever needs doing around our home. Everybody's pulling in the same direction. There's no like, I will do this, you do this, I will do this, you do that. It's just, you know, we're just all doing whatever needs doing. If the dishwasher needs emptying, whoever gets to it will empty it. If, you know, something, if the toys need clearing up, somebody will do it. We know just by existing the things that need to be done in our home and in our life. And so, yeah, we pretty much, we're all pulling in the same direction. So while I talk about homemaking, it's not this sort of subservient role where my husband because he's in paid employment does nothing and I do everything in fact you know it's very very evenly split in our home and we just get on with it it's just that I would consider taking on the role as homemaker and so 
yeah, these these routines and stuff, they really do help to just free up that time so we can um, spend more time either together as a family or I can spend more time doing some of the things that I love outside of parenting and homemaking because I don't have that separation in terms of, you know, on, on a Monday morning, I get up and my week really begins and it's, you know, it's full on until Friday night. And people such as, I will use my husband as an example, sorry if you're listening, Ray, but um, my husband as an example has that degree of separation during the week because he gets to go to work and, you know, talk to other other adults about other stuff that's nothing to do with children and nappies and parenting and breastfeeding and baking and sourdough and vacuuming and mops right and and all other manner of things right he has that separation that I don't necessarily have so for me uh, it's important that I have time nurturing my relationships with my family but it's also incredibly important that I get some time to myself as well I'm completely introverted I recharge by myself so you know when I am recording these podcasts writing blog posts creating content whatever it may be I feel so buoyed up by that because firstly I'm doing what I love but secondly I am getting that much needed time to myself to recharge and recuperate and that's really really important to me so having those routines really does help just just find the time for for everything um and make sure that you know it fits in so um like i said having a schedule or routine or rhythm whatever it if a word works for your family it enables you to prioritize the nurturing of relationships whether they be family relationships friend relationships husband wife partner etc relationships or the relationship with yourself your relationship with yourself is really important as well and um i think it really all of it just ties into this happiness that comes from your homemaker life and I feel like investing time in your loved ones is a huge part of homemaking because it allows us to build a strong connection with the people we care about but also within our home like everything I do is for them Um, and myself I'm not excluding myself I this is not me being a martyr that I do everything for everyone else because I do stuff for myself as well and it's just creating this this atmosphere that is for everyone and it, it can be as simple as me creating um, a nice meal for them or creating a nice space around our home. My husband always says, actually, like, you know, he would have a house. My husband um, lived by himself before um, we lived together. You know, my husband, he would have a house, but he always says that I help create the home. And I think that's really true. Um, you know, it's I think it's the small things the things the small gestures that can sometimes really just go unnoticed and they are hopefully the things that I hope that um, my children will remember as they're growing up as well about the 
the place that I created for them, we, me and my, my husband as well, right, but that we created for them, that we created this happy, secure, loving space for them. And I'm not saying we're perfect parents by any stretch of the imagination, but that is always um, the goal here, is to create this safe and happy place for, for all of us. I find that homemaking is more than just an activity. It's more than, you know, doing the laundry or vacuuming the hallway or creating dinner. It's just, it's a way of life and it's a feeling. And I think that when you embrace it, you can really unlock a lot of happiness and contentment for you and those that you love because you can focus on creating a home that you love, that feels safe and secure, that you've got these simple routines that prioritise yourself and your family, you're able to nurture your relationships and just embrace the season of life that you're in and just hopefully be able to help you experience just the joy that you have in your own little family unit you can invest in your home and your family and just celebrate who you are and this little life journey that you're on together homemaking is going to look different for everybody and like i've said a number of times throughout this episode you don't have to be a full-time homemaker with no paid employment you can absolutely claim the title of homemaker whether you work or don't work. It is about a feeling, it is about the experience and ultimately I just think it's about you know just creating this nurturing environment and just embracing where you are at. So, I hope that was helpful and insightful, just another little piece of my brain that I wanted to share with you guys today so thank you again so much for listening to today's episode and I will catch you in the next one